Welcome to the Poem of the Week. Each week, our poems are intended to help you practice the best, most current medicine by alerting you to studies that could change your practice. As usual, our host this week is National Public Radio's Dr. Michael Wilkes and Essential Evidence Senior Editor Dr. Mark Abel. Gentlemen. On these podcasts, we have talked endlessly about reducing unnecessary antibiotic use for the treatment of respiratory tract infections. An estimated 30 to 85 percent of these prescriptions are unnecessary or inappropriate. And even when indicated, antibiotic treatment courses often exceed recommended durations by a long shot. Procalcitonin is a serum biomarker that helps distinguish bacterial infections from other causes of infection or inflammation. Admittedly, it is difficult to distinguish between viral and bacterial infections based on a clinical exam alone. A substantial fraction of lower respiratory infections are viral and do not require treatment with antibiotics. However, clinical signs and symptoms of bacterial and viral infections are similar and we can't distinguish based on clinical features alone. Yes, microbiologic testing can be useful, but results from cultures or other assays often take days to obtain, and in many cases, a pathogen is never identified. In patients with lower respiratory tract infections, procalcitonin can serve as a helpful adjunct to clinical judgment for guiding antibiotic therapy and resolving some diagnostic uncertainty. When systemic inflammation is caused by bacterial infection, procalcitonin synthesis increases in nearly all tissues, and this is released into the blood. In contrast, procalcitonin is not induced in most viral infections. Now, not all bacterial infections cause procalcitonin to rise to the same degree, Some bacteria, such as strep and H. flu, tend to cause higher rises in procalcitonin than, say, the atypical bacteria. It is also important to remember that non-infectious causes of systemic inflammation, things like shock and trauma and surgery and burns, can also raise procalcitonin levels, but these are not typically on our differential when we are seeing a patient who we think might have a lower respiratory infection. Mark, you found a poem. It was published in BMC Pulmonary Medicine. It's in volume 19. It starts on page 143. It attempts to help us answer the clinical question, can the routine use of procalcitonin testing with or without lung ultrasound reduce antibiotic prescribing in adults seeking primary care for lower respiratory tract infections? Mark, what did they find? The procalcitonin tests um, typically have been more used in the hospital setting. So this is an interesting study because it looks in the primary care setting. They uh, looked at 60 GPs in Switzerland and they randomized them to one of three groups, either to use procalcitonin testing alone, procalcitonin followed by an in-office ultrasound of the lung if the procalcitonin was high, or usual care in about 470 patients with lower respiratory infection, including those where they thought it might be pneumonia. The physicians were trained to use algorithms to interpret the test results, um, but ultimately the decision to prescribe an antibiotic was left to them. At the time of the initial consultation, 18% of patients tested with procalcitonin received antibiotics compared with 57% 
of the usual care patients, so a huge difference. By 28 days later, 40% of the procalcitonin had gotten an antibiotic versus 70% in the usual care group. So there was some, you know, patients would come back and then they say, okay, let's give you an antibiotic now. But still, big difference, a 30% reduction, absolute reduction in antibiotic use. No difference in clinical failure rates by day seven or any serious adverse outcomes over the next month. Uh, plus, patients in the usual care group got an X-ray, chest X-ray, more than half of the time compared to only about 20% in the procalcitonin groups. So uh, this is really interesting. It's a possibility of a Hawthorne effect. The patients may be prescribed antibiotics less often because they knew they were being studied, but you know they were all being studied, and the procalcitonin did seem to, to really make a difference. And it, the bottom line is it decreased antibiotic prescribing uh, both at the time of consultation and later uh, reduced chest X-ray use and didn't hurt any outcomes. As you said, the Hawthorne effect is is an important effect, but it, it's hard to imagine why it would affect one group of docs um, differently than the other group. Uh, it is hard to find a point of care test for procalcitonin in the U.S. Maybe it's coming. Well, yeah, they are. Uh, I, I was just looking around and there had been one German company that makes it, but now it looks like several companies are coming to market with these procalcitonin tests. And, you know, it's a matter of getting FDA approval for use at the point of care in a non-CLIA certified lab, those kind of things. So, uh, but stay tuned. Hopefully this is something that can help us in the same way we use rapid strep tests for sore throat. This could be another tool, this or C-reactive protein for lower respiratory infection for sinus infection. Particularly older listeners will remember when we used to have to send a strep test uh, and, you know, it, it was days before we got that back and it, it made yeah. it almost not uh, not useful. As you said, stay tuned, but this may be coming to a uh, practice uh, near you. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk again next week. All right. Well, that's this week's poem. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to read this and other recent poems, please go to www.essentialevidence.com. And please join us again next week for another medical poem. 